0: Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and you're listening to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast, a place for practical advice for women looking to balance their hormones, ditch dieting, and discover mindset shifts that will keep you motivated and empowered on your healthy eating journey. Are you ready to get started? Hey there PCOS insiders. How are you? I hope you're doing well on this Thursday. Daphna here. I'm going to be live for a few minutes today to talk about how to manage your emotions, which is really important and is something that you have all told me you're interested in. So you wanted to know more about how to uplift your mood a little bit and I can totally understand why. We're still very much in the thick of everything that's going on with coronavirus, and it's stressful, it's anxiety provoking, and I'm right there with you. I think it's really a very stressful time right now, and we need some strategies. We need some coping mechanism. We need to be really, really proactive right now in order to not feel super low and let this impact us negatively more than it already has. So for a lot of you, some of the things I'll share today are going to be super doable. They're going to be things that you can easily do every single day. You just need to be proactive. Like I said, you need to be taking action and you need to do it with intention, right? You need to be very intentional about it. So when I posted a poll earlier here in the group, I talked about what things would be more helpful for you. I asked you to vote on what would be most helpful right now. And the number one thing that you have said is, strategies to manage my emotions. And I did the same poll on Instagram for those who are following me there. And a lot of people say they're still feeling blah, they're still feeling kind of low, no energy, very worried. And they're feeling pretty dark right now. So I wanted to address this because first of all, I'm right there with you. So I don't have all the answers. But I am doing things and I know my clients are doing things that we have discussed that are helping and making them feel better, making them feel more optimistic, and reducing that anxiety. So I'm going to share some of these things with you right now. I spoke about some of them in the previous lives, but a lot of these things are going to revolve around how to increase your mood, boost your mood by increasing serotonin, and really working on your brain health, because this is where it's at right now. The way we're managing this situation has a lot to do with what's going on mentally, how we're managing our thoughts, how we're you know, setting up our day. And if we set it up in a way that's gonna boost our brain function, release that serotonin, make us feel good, accomplished, and bring back some control, I think we're gonna do better. I think we're gonna feel better. So a lot of the things that have happened came out of the blue, at least that's how it felt like for me, I wasn't expecting everything to change so drastically almost overnight. So I know it wasn't overnight, but it felt like things have majorly changed with work being canceled or working from home, everything being closed, not being able anywhere, kids being home if you have kids. And of course, you know, all the restrictions we have around travel and just being outside. So I felt like all of that happened almost overnight. And the combination of being stuck inside and our routine being being majorly disrupted is kind of a double whammy as far as our mood goes, right? We're not only indoors all the time, but we also have nothing to do or we have things to do, but we can't do them because it's so different than what we're used to. So for a lot of us, our routine is actually protective of our mood. And what I mean by this is studies show that being on a certain schedule, being in a certain routine actually is good for our brain health. It releases serotonin. It helps us feel confident. And even if we don't like our job or our routine is stressful to a degree, it's actually good for us to have a schedule. So now that it was taken away from us, We saw this dip in serotonin, and on top of that, we're indoors, which I'm going to tell you in a second why that's not good for our brain. And as you can probably tell, if you've been indoors for a few weeks now, you know it doesn't help, right? We're feeling a little bit more depressed, more sad, and being cooped up inside just feels so, um, we feel like we're in a little bit of a cage, right? Even though we're in our own homes for the most part. So it's important to know that our routine is protective of us. It's helping us feel better. It's helping us boost our mood. And it's helping the brain release serotonin, which, as you all know, is a brain, um, it's a its a feel-good kind of uh, chemical in our brain. So it's a brain chemical that makes us feel good. So what we want is to get that serotonin back up. And guess what? We have to find that new routine, which I already talked about, but this is the most important thing. And if you've been on social media or you watch the news, which I'm assuming you're doing a lot more of now, you've probably heard this from every single person, and that's because it works. Getting into a routine right now is the best thing that you can do for yourself, but I'm going to take it a step further and tell you exactly what three things have to be a part of your routine on top of the basics, so what I consider to be the basics right now are self-care things that are very, very elementary. They're very basic. Getting out of bed, taking a shower, brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, changing out of your pajama, right? I want these things to be a no-brainer for you because that, these are the building blocks of a routine, right? You would never think of going to work in your pajamas. And I think that if you're home right now, even if you're not working or if you're working from home, making a little bit of an effort to get back into those normal steps, those normal actions of your day is so important because that is the foundation of your routine. So, again, if you're comfy in sweatpants or leggings, like I'm wearing leggings right now, I'm not going to lie, I'm not wearing some type of uh, fancy pair of pants. I'm wearing leggings, but I got showered today. I did basic care and I feel better because believe me in the past three weeks, there were days where I was like, eh, I'm just going to wear this sweat, this sweatsuit. It didn't feel as good. I didn't feel normal. I felt more tired. I felt like all I wanted to do was sit on the couch. So for me, it's not about how I look or anything like that. It's about how I feel and how much it helps me get my day going in a more structured way. So I'm not even talking about those basic things that I already discussed, but I wanted to remind you of them. What I'm talking about are three things that are going to specifically boost your brain health and your mood if you do them regularly. The first thing is going outside and getting light. Okay, so I was going to say sunlight, but it's not sunny everywhere. And I know that because it was rainy. I'm in New Jersey. It was rainy and dark all week. Today, it's sunny. It's not raining. It's a little bit cold, but I'll take it. But what you want to do is to go outside even on a dark day on a cloudy day, because you may not realize that even on a cloudy day, the light exposure outside is a 1000 times stronger, even on a cloudy day than it is inside inside light is just not enough to get our brain going and to release that serotonin. So when we get exposure to light, our body likes that our body needs that. Okay, so whether it's sunny or not, you want to be outside and you want to have that as part of your routine, ideally around the same time every day so you can get used to it and get it, get it into your schedule. We know from studies that people who live in areas that are very dark and have more hours of darkness in throughout the year, like Scandinavia, for example, right? They have higher rates of depression, higher rates of suicide. And actually what they did there is they opened up these, they're called light cafes. So they're cafes that have um, light machines, so like lamps and very high um, light exposure devices that people can sit next to so that they can get that light exposure um, that we don't really get from a regular light or a regular lamp. So they opened up these light cafes, and it did reduce depression, it did reduce rates of suicide. And I think that this is a really important thing to understand, I think we underestimate how much um, contribution, what a big contribution light can make for our health, especially when it comes to emotional health. So it's really important to think about that, and I want you to make it a point to go outside, rain or shine, okay? Even on a rainy day, it's good to be outside, because that light is stronger than indoor light. And I can tell you, I spent a lot of hours in my basement uh, because my kids are home, so I can't, this is my normal spot, which is by a window. My kids are outside. If you hear a ball bouncing, that's my son playing basketball. But for the most part, I work from the basement and I was starting to feel really low. I was starting to feel so dark, so low, a little bit depressed. And then I realized I didn't get any lights today. That was a couple of weeks back. It wasn't part of no- my normal routine because I would go outside anyway when I'm in my schedule in my regular life, right? So we don't think about it, but it's got to be a part of your routine right now. It's super, super important. The second thing that I want you to think about is breath, okay? So studies show, and I don't even need a study to tell me this because I see the power of this in myself and my clients all the time. Breath reduces the activity in your nervous system. So right now, all of our nervous systems are super activated because we're stressed and we're anxious. So we're in a little bit of a fight or flight response right now as it is. We want to bring that down. And as soon as you take a breath, and I'm not talking about the regular breaths we all take every day, which are quick and shallow. I'm talking about deep, long breaths, slow breaths that's going to help reduce the activity in your nervous system. And you're going to over time, when you get used to doing this correctly, you're going to feel a difference, you're going to feel calmer, and you're going to feel less stressed and more um, positive, more energetic. And that is a strong benefit of deep breathing. It's not easy to do. But it's free we are all able to do it. And it doesn't take a long time. If you want to practice breathing. And when I'm talking about breath work, I'm talking about maybe spending five to 10 minutes a day, taking super deep breaths and letting them go um, in a very rhythmic kind of way. There are apps that can help you do that. So the calm app is great. Headspace is great. Or you can watch any YouTube video that shows you a practice of meditation for about five to seven minutes. That's going to teach you how to take Deep, slow, long breaths that are going to reduce the activity in your nervous system. This works. So I want you to try it. So first thing was exposure to light. Second thing was deep breathing. Third thing is activity. Activity, and I'm not talking about, I know gyms are closed. We're not going to be working out outside if we were working out to a higher degree before. That was me. I was working out um, more intensely most days of the week. I'm not doing that. My gym is closed and I'm not even trying to emulate that. I have no po- no intention of doing that. There's no point because I don't like to work out outside and it's hard for me to go get motivated to work out as it is. So what I've decided to do is do either stretching, either yoga. I did a Facebook Live workout that was only 25 minutes yesterday for with someone that I know from Instagram. I don't really... Did I say Facebook Live? I meant Instagram Live. I know this girl from Instagram. She's a trainer and she did a live. Everyone's doing it right now. You can find a 20 or 15 minute movement, um, either a live stream or, or a YouTube video do it. It's going to help you feel better because the endorphins are going to get released. Your body is going to get more blood flow going. You're going to feel like you're moving and stretching and getting yourself out of overwhelm. And I always say, if you're moving, if you're doing something, you can't feel overwhelmed. Like physically, your body cannot feel paralyzed and overwhelmed, which is usually when we start feeling sad and depressed and low. You can't feel that if you're moving. So try it, do it, make it a point to include this in your schedule every single day, even if it's just 15 or 20 minutes. And of course you can walk outside, you can bike, you can stretch outside. If you're in a location where the weather is good, I would spend most of my day outside. It makes me feel better. And not to mention the sun exposure is gonna help you sleep better at night too, because when we get true sun exposure, or light exposure during the the day through our eyes, it goes into our brain, into the circadian rhythm system in the brain, and that's gonna help us have much higher quality sleep at night. And as an extra bonus, the vitamin D that you're getting from the sun is also known to boost mood and improve uh, rates of depression. So it actually lowers depression. So, so many benefits to getting that light So many benefits to breath work and movement. These are three things in addition to the basic care, right? This doesn't replace brushing your teeth. In addition to the basic care, I want you to make it a point to include this in your routine. And when you think about it, if you're already doing the basic care and these three things, that's a great routine. There you go. You already have it. You're already doing well than, you know, much better than most people. And you're already doing something proactive to help you feel better, This works, ladies. So I want you to try it. Now, I want to go here and think about, um, look at your questions. So uh, Brooke says, I have a vitamin D deficiency that I'm taking medicine for. I know I need to get outside, but my allergies are so bad right now. It makes me feel terrible that way. Yeah, finding a balance is right. So definitely allergies are starting to pop up more now. But you can look at the rates of like if if it's pollen or anything like that and kind of try to gauge What are the highest times? Or if you're taking an allergy medication, maybe that could help you. But yeah, and honestly, even if you sit by a window where you get good sun exposure, even if you're inside, that still works. So you can try to do that as well, Brooke, all right? Let's talk a little bit about food because this is a big one right now. A lot of people are eating food in ways they've never ate before, right? Can you relate? I know I have been eating all kinds of things sometimes out of boredom, sometimes out of hunger, sometimes just because I want it. It doesn't really matter. Here's the thing. We're all going to eat emotionally right now. I want to make it very clear that this is normal. It's going to happen. But you don't want to feel like you have no control and it's going to be a free-for-all no matter what because that's not the case. The case is that I want you to check in with yourself. You're still going to be present when you eat. And every time that the thought of food comes into your head, I want you to take a 60-second pause, one-minute pause, and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Did I just see that the number of cases in my state is rapidly rising and I'm concerned, and then I want to go to the pantry and grab something? Or am I actually hungry? Is it mealtime and I just worked through lunch and I didn't realize that I missed it? What is going on? The more in tune you get with your body, the better off your decision around food is gonna be. You're not gonna eat impulsively. You're gonna be able to stick with a normal sized portion. And even if you ended up eating Cheez-Its or chocolate or whatever it may be, at least you've confirmed to yourself that you want it. And that is perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that right now. I don't want you to try to put any sort of meaning on that. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you can't control yourself. Let go of all of those negative thoughts. We have to lead with self-compassion right now. And we have to accept that we're going to eat things that are not the healthiest for us. And that is totally okay. But what would make it a little bit better or a lot better is to check in with yourself and really have a conversation in your head for 60 seconds. How will this food make me feel? Am I really hungry? What would be a choice that I would feel good about and would also satisfy me right now? And then make sure that if you've decided to eat that food, no matter what it is, that you're doing so mindfully, that you're sitting down at a table, not on your couch, not in your bedroom, you're at your kitchen table, you're sitting down, that food goes on a plate, you're eating it mindfully, you're enjoying every Cheez-It that you put in your mouth. If you eat in that way, I can guarantee you, you're going to feel better about that choice. But if you're eating out of stress, if you're eating out of compulsion, if you're eating to not feel or think about something, that's not a good pattern. That's going to be a hard pattern to break. And also, when you think about it, you're getting more of what you don't want when you eat in this way. When you're eating out of stress, you get more stress. When you're eating out of sadness, you get more depressed because now you're also feeling a little bit guilty. You're feeling maybe a little bit of shame, right? So if you're going to eat something, If you're going to eat a piece of cake, if you're going to eat Cheez-It, I had someone yesterday, um, a client who said, I was going to eat cheesecake and I I thought about it. Um, I waited, I drank some water, and then I still wanted the cheesecake. And it was the best cheesecake I ever had. And I was like, that's great. I want to eat cheesecake too. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to savor it. And then I'm going to move on. Because if you're not doing it mindfully, if you're not enjoying it, it pulls you in. Now you need something else. Now, if I'm eating cheesecake to manage my sadness, obviously cheesecake is going to help make me um, maybe a little bit happier, maybe give me some pleasure, but it's momentary. It's momentary, right? It's temporary. I'm not going to still feel happy once I'm done. I'm still going to go back to feeling sad and low and depressed. So I'm going to need something else and something else. Check in with your body. See what you're feeling. What is the reason that you're eating? It's super important to get in touch with those emotions even if you decide to eat that food. And if you decide to eat that food, you wanna eat it mindfully. Now, in addition to the comfort foods, in addition to the things that we're eating right now that may not be the best, I want you to think about how can I incorporate some of the healthier stuff? And specifically, I'll, I'll tell you about three nutrients that are gonna help boost your serotonin, boost your mood right now. And I want you to make it a point to incorporate these specific foods into your day every single day. The first one is omega three fats. So these could come from, of course, fatty fish. So if you can get salmon right now or trout or any, or if you like um, sardines or things like that, those are super high in omega threes. And those are perfect right now because they help protect our brain health. They actually help our brain work better and we feel a boost of mood when we eat them. So um, fatty fish is one example, but if you don't eat fish or you can't get fish. Things like walnuts, almonds, pistachios, those are all things that have healthy fats as well. And they're, by the way, super important for your hormones too. So you um, are all here because of PCOS and you want to manage it healthfully. Healthy fats are the building blocks of your hormones. So they really help balance your hormones. So I want you to incorporate some of these foods every single day. The other thing that's really super helpful right now Are high magnesium foods. So, any food that is high in magnesium, which is also, by the way, a super important nutrient for PCOS, magnesium helps our body uh, break down carbohydrates and absorb them a lot better. So, if you have insulin resistance or issues with high blood sugar levels, magnesium can help with that. But, separately from all the benefits it has for PCOS, it's also beneficial for mood boosting. Because it helps calm us down. Magnesium is a muscle relaxant and it helps us feel more calm. And um, when you're feeling anxious and stressed, that could be beneficial, right? We want to feel more calm and even kill with our mood. We don't want mood swings. So if you're someone who has a lot of changes in mood throughout the day, you're going through all the emojis is what I say. You're like the sad emoji, the happy emoji, the mad emoji. You're all of them. You want to think about magnesium. Foods that are high in magnesium are all dark leafy greens. So your lettuce, butter lettuce, arugula, spinach, kale, all of those. And if you can't find them fresh right now, go with frozen. That's fine. And then things like avocados are super high. Beans are high in magnesium. So um, these are all really um, important things to incorporate on uh, every single day. Beans, leafy greens, avocado, and then your omega-3 fats. And then the third thing I want to talk about is berries specifically, because berries are very high in an antioxidant called flavonoids. And flavonoids actually help our brain boost serotonin. and makes us feel good. And it also really is helpful for the immune system. So berries are really a superfood right now. And again, frozen, fresh, whatever type you can find. I've had um, these packs of berries that I bought for smoothies from a long time ago in my freezer and I found them and, you know, I haven't been making smoothies recently, but I've had them for a while and now I'm going to be making them because I want to use up the berries. They're super important right now for mood boosting. So I'm just going to double check my notes to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. So it's magnesium that you want to focus on, omega-3s and those antioxidants from berries. The other thing that is interesting, of course we know vitamin C is helpful for the immune system and it's known to be high in citrus, right? So oranges and grapefruit and all citrus is high in vitamin C, but vitamin C um, is, is fine for the immune system. It's, it doesn't actually boost the immune system. It just helps it work better. So, and we all get plenty of vitamin C usually, but what I want to say specifically about citrus is that it's known from studies that the smell of citrus Is beneficial for relaxation and boosting mood. So I don't know if you know this, but if you use essential oils or if you eat um, oranges, if you smell them and you're gonna take a nice deep breath of um, citrus smell, you're gonna get like some relaxation out of that. You're gonna make it's gonna make you feel good, and of course, it smells good. I used to put that on my pillow. I really like the smell of citrus. So lemons, oranges, um, cutie tangerines, whatever it is that you're eating perfect food for right now. Okay. I just want to check back. If you guys have any questions, I want you to put them in the comments. I'm going to answer everything at the end. Okay. All right. And then let's wrap up with two additional things I wanted to tell you. The third thing. So we talked about routine. We talked about what to do with food. Let's talk about controlling your inputs. This is really important right now. And what this basically means is you're being super selective with what you allow to consume right now, what you allow yourself to take in as far as news, social media, or even people in your life. So I can tell you, I have one cousin who is like the bearer of bad news, no matter what, like year round, not just now. So you can imagine this is a big time for all those like super apocalyptic, like doom and gloom people who wanna tell you how many people are gonna pass away, how many nurses are you know not getting paid enough, how much equipment we're missing, We don't need this right now. We do not need to hear these things right now. There is plenty of bad stuff going on. I personally do not want to be wrapped up in statistics and numbers every single day. I want to know about the good things that are happening. And this is what controlling your inputs is all about it's about limiting your time on social media, it's about limiting what websites you read, what comments you read. This is the thing that drives me nuts the most. People's comments, people are souping it up all the time, right? We don't want that. We don't need it. It doesn't make us feel any better. Sure, you want to be informed. You want to be in the know and get a sense of what's going on right now. But how much of it is really beneficial to you? You need to be really protective of your own mood and emotions right now. And if it's bringing you down, if it's making you more stressed and anxious, Let it go. Don't expose yourself to things that are making you feel negative. There's plenty that we can't control anyway, and plenty that we need to worry about. I don't want you to get caught up in things that you can't make a difference in, right? So, there are apps and websites that can help you block certain websites. So, I do this regardless, year round with my email and things like that. You can block access. If you're someone who gets very tempted, you can actually set it up on your phone that it wouldn't allow you access to certain websites or apps. Um, So if you need something like that, use it. And then other than that, just maybe schedule the time that you're on social media or put some cap around it, right? Some time limitation so that you're not in this rabbit hole of clicking through and watching videos and reading comments for hours and hours throughout the day. Instead, what I would recommend, and I've been doing this and it's been feeling so good, is I've been talking to people on Zoom or FaceTime that I haven't talked to in years. All kinds of friends and family and cousins that I haven't spoken to in a long time. And we're having like deeper, more meaningful conversations than ever. And that feels really good. So right now, if we're distancing, we don't need to be isolated, right? We're, We're in our homes, we're distancing ourselves from each other for protection. But we don't need to feel alone. We don't need to feel isolated. We don't need to feel like, you know, where the world outside is shut out, is shut down and nobody is going to communicate with us. Make a point to be proactive, communicate with people, get more face-to-face, right? FaceTime type conversations, video conversation. This is a good time to stop texting and actually have a real phone or video conversation with people that you love. It feels so good right? Don't go with those people who are, you know, going to make you anxious. Go with people that make you feel good, that make you laugh, that you can, you know, talk about memories and things that feels good. That is connection. And we all need that right now. Okay. And then the last thing, if you like journaling, or if you haven't done it before, and you're interested in journaling, I think this is a really good time to do so because it's a great outlet for emotions. And things may come up that you're not even realizing are a problem. And once you bring it up and you write it down, you can do something about it. You can process it a little bit better. So I think journaling can really help right now. And it also is helpful to journal and think about where do you spend your time and energy? Like once you start journaling and your thoughts start coming out, It's going to be super clear to you where are you spending your energy, what things are occupying your mind. And if you realize that the wrong things are there, right, if the first thoughts that are coming out are ones that are negative or anxious, you're going to process it, you're going to get through it. And then I want you to think about replacing those with more positive things, right, with things that you're doing well things that are going right. We all have them. It may not seem like it, but we're all doing something right right now. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that every person can find something positive to say about themselves, themselves, even right now. So I want you to think about what it is that you're doing well, what kind of things are going right for you. Say something nice about yourself in your journal every single day. It's really, really important. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to build your confidence. You're going to feel more positive. And it's going to take you out of that place of everything is wrong, which we're all in right now to some degree. But if you make it a point, right, it's not going to happen on its own because our brain has what's called a negative loop. So we're constantly thinking about the negative, And that's human nature. That's normal. I want you to be proactive and intentional and find the good. Say something nice about yourself. What are you doing right, right now? It's there. You just have to find it. And I want you to write it down because when you draw a blank the next day, you can go back and reread that and it may spark some new ideas for you. So I think journaling can help you feel better. It can boost your mood. It can help you manage your emotions, if nothing else. And that's beneficial right now. That's the first step to feeling better is getting connected with those emotions, understanding what, what they are even, right? So some people are very emotionally disconnected and that's where a lot of anxiety comes from. So if you're focusing on what's going right, if you're saying something nice, it can start to feel a little bit less heavy. You're going to come come out of that lower place, okay? Ashley says, uh, what would be a recommended dose for magnesium? Yeah, that's a really good question. So what would be a recommended dose of magnesium we could all take aside from food risk, r- foods rich in magnesium? That's a good question, Ashley. So usually, I, I don't know any, any of you, um, like your medical history or anything like that. So this is not a recommendation, but I'm gonna tell you that generally speaking, around five uh, 500 milligrams a day is the recommended dose. That's a standard dose. Now, I'm going to say something about magnesium just to let you know, as I said before, it's a muscle relaxant. So it relaxes everything, including your digestive tract muscles. So sometimes people get a little bit of a change in their bowel habits um, because everything is more relaxed, if you know what I mean. Okay. So just keep that in mind. If you start taking magnesium and things get a little looser, it's because of that likely, but take it with meals. 500 milligrams is the recommended dose, generally speaking. Magnesium is a great, great supplement. Okay. If anyone has any other questions, I'm happy to answer them. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap up for today. I enjoyed this. I look forward to going live here every Thursday because I wanna make sure that I'm supporting you and giving you information that you can apply right now, things that are practical. So hopefully you find value in this and you find it helpful and you're gonna start implementing some of these things because I do think they're going to help, all right? So I'm gonna see you here again next week. If you have anything that you want me to talk about specifically, put it in the group. And if you have questions or comments or maybe some wins, some things that are going really great for you right now and you want to inspire others, by all means, put them in the group because I think everyone would appreciate this. All right, ladies, have a great weekend and I will see you again next week. Bye.